0: I opened my eyes and it was still dark. I worried that somehow I had been rendered blind, that I had stared too deeply into the fire and forever scarred my pupils. But then I realized that I was just laying face down on the ground. I lifted myself off the dirt. It was cold, colder than I'd ever known this world to be, although I knew that my nerves had been acclimated to it through the clouds. But then again, I'd never made it a habit to lie about in snowfall. I'd always loved the warmth, the soft, beating light of the sun's pouring down on my skin. It wasn't very warm. It wasn't very cold, either. As I think about it now, with every single inch of the sky biting against my skin, I think back to that one second as though it was perfectly innocent. I still didn't know. I still didn't understand what was coming. Unseasonably cold weather, sure, but Nothing more. I was lucky, at least for that second. My damnation hadn't cut up to me yet. My clothes were a little bit singed, I observed. There were black spots all over them, and they looked just as bad as they used to. I remembered those times. Everyone just staring at me. And it wasn't because I had bad fashion, since my eyes had been objectively pretty good, I'd say. I know how to determine lilac from purple and all that nonsense aesthetic stuff. I knew how to dress myself, and... Sorry, it's hard for me to think back upon this and not imprint my current mannerisms and thinking onto my past self, but in that moment, as I was lying in the dirt with soot-stained clothes, I was not thinking that what I had just accomplished was utter folly. Now that I think back on it, it truly was, an absolute catastrophe, but then, sure, I had thought many times about how they betrayed me, about how I would never get the things that they promised me, curse them for forcing me into this quasi-slavehood. I I still didn't think that whatever I had done back there, wherever there was, was a crime. And so, instead of being worried about the cold, the frost, or the fact that I would never, ever be forgiven again, I simply thought about how bad I looked. Because at that point I understood that I really had killed the Burning One. Whatever the Burning One was, a a god, a doppelganger, a statue, a hologram, anything. Whatever it was, that thing was it. A memory of myself that told me such beautiful truths that thing was dead. I had killed it. And they had promised me so much for that death. So much. Enough for me to retire a thousand times over. Enough for my family to all live lives of luxury. Enough for everyone in my town, in the country, to go without hunger for all of their lives. They had the resources for that, and I had done as they had asked. If they had any honor left about them. Then I was going to get it from them. What, were they going to take a look at my burnt clothes and decide that I had come bumming around on the street corner lighting fires and barrels? Would they believe my stories when I looked like such trash? Then again, I had gotten these cinders from that thing, whatever that thing was. A promise, a god, something beyond that. Whatever it was, it had burned me. It had burned my clothing. Perhaps they who wanted it dead would know it well enough to understand what I had done. What I had sacrificed for them. Finally, finally, they would give me... something. I knew that everything they could have been telling me about my family could have been forgery. They could have forced them to smile at the point of a spear. It all occurred to me. I wasn't stupid. At least, I wasn't stupid when I chose to remember. But even still... I had done it, and there was a chance that there was honor among them and that this thing that I had worked for actually meant what it said it meant. I, I know that it was an outside chance, but after all they had taken from me, all I had given to it, but there was a chance of it actually happening. You have to understand, strange observer. You have to. It's no reasoning, not for the deaf, but... Then, at the end, things could finally go right, and there was no chance they would if I just turned aside and abandoned the loyalties I had forged my life around. I wanted to cling to that justification so much. I wanted to get something. And if they gave me something, if they gave good to the world, then maybe my evil acts weren't so evil. That there could be something good wrapped up in this pile of excrement. Just that, and that alone. So I walked home. At least to the home that had been the place where I laid my head for the past few years. It was quiet. It was always quiet, I must admit that, but not this still, not this dead. It was as though the very air had condensed into a, such a dense sludge that no sound could pierce it, besides the steady, growing wail of the wind. I walked up to the gate, like usual. I pronounced my name, like usual. The gate slid open, like usual. The grinding of its gears melting the fearsome chill of the sounds for just a second, until they stopped just a couple dozen centimeters apart. I slipped through the crack like a well-fed eel through rocks. And there was... No one in the streets. There was always someone in the streets. If it wasn't a person, it was a dog. If it wasn't a dog, then it was a machine. There was always someone, something to fill the air with noise, but... There... there wasn't this time. Not at all. I broke into the barracks. I looked through the cots. There was nobody. I went to the supposed safe places. I scoured all of the shelters, the bunkers, I I even crashed into the sanctum. I shattered so much glass. It was so quiet, even the shattering thousands of pieces of beautiful light being scattered across the floor. Even that wasn't loud. I searched for them everywhere I could. I searched the greeting pad. There were no singe marks. Immaculate. Empty. I looked out to the sky. They weren't there, either. They had left so much of their finery, so much of their tools. Enough for me to go home, to live out a life, whatever I wanted. I could buy an entire duchy, it looked like. Just from what I carried on my back. But there was no one. There was no one, so I took. I took all of the idols I could. I took all of the stained glass. I took it all until I figured my back would snap and... As I walked back home, I had to wonder where they had gone. All of them. It's what I expected. I'm going to be honest, it's what I expected. I don't know why I had any hope in this matter. I don't know why I thought that for some second that these people who had decided to ruin me because I was vulnerable, that they would stick around to even tell me about a safe place, about where they had gone to give me any sort of closure in the matter, to give me any sort of goodbye, I would have taken that. (sighs) But they left me the riches. That's all they left me. That's all they left me. I had killed myself for them. Twice. Twice at this point. I had doomed everything. Even those things that deserved to not be doomed. And all they gave me was wealth. <sighs> I, I, I must have snapped at some point. I must have started screaming. I must have banged my head against a tree. That would have helped with the memory, wouldn't it? A thousand times over. That had always been part of the technique, hadn't it? Some of it was finesse. Some of it you forgot through training. And other times you just got through with physical abuse. And I had forgotten the technique, at least consciously. I couldn't tread down that path. I would have had to learn it by myself, but... They wouldn't even give me that. You understand, Observer? Here I was with a shattered mind, and the only things that I could remember were the promises made to me that had been broken. Everything that was supposed to be given to me in my sacrifice, I understood that it wouldn't happen. And I also understood that I destroyed myself. I remember those words. I broke the contract. Not that burning one. Not that thing of forgiveness. That's what they left me. They left me that and wealth. They could have given me an entire planet made out of diamonds. And it wouldn't have been worth even a segment of my mind. They couldn't give me any closure. They left me to myself, a little broken fool to ponder a broken wasteland. So what did I do? Did I go somewhere? Did I find peace? Did I hug my loved ones? I tried to. I wandered into town with my new wretches. I found many people in the streets, bright-eyed, red-cheeked, all a fever, all hungry. They looked at me with eyes of the wolf, relatively plump as I was. Everything had just got darker and darker every day that I walked. Every single pair of eyes that I met every single day was more and more dead. More and more bright. Each day it grew colder. Each day more of the frost fell. Each day you could see, if you looked very closely, that terrible doom coming for us all on the horizon. That was the red. We didn't know it then. I I didn't know it then, but... They, the people who shattered me, must have... Right. That's why they left to wherever they went. Because they went somewhere. They, they went somewhere. They probably went off to join you, or maybe maybe they had someplace different, someplace where they inscribed a circle of spices and tears. And they thought that in that moment that they would be okay. That out in the stars among you, they would be good. And I guess they are. I guess they are. So many of them, maybe. Some of them, most of them, were broken like me. This place, it's often very terrible. Of all the worlds out there, I know it's not the best, not even close. It's very easy to feel hopeless here, even though there's so much greenery. It's so easy. But even though we were shattered, even though I was shattered, it was no excuse. If they made it out to wherever you are to go and fill their stomachs, to Find some other way to satisfy their hunger. I don't know. Just remember that the God of Forgiveness is dead. I kept walking. Each day there was more ice. Each day more of it sunk into my boots. On the day before I walked into town, I found my first dead body. It was an old woman, probably in her seventies. She had a threadbare blanket about her. I took it. I didn't bother burying her. I wanted to get home. I wanted... I didn't know what I wanted at that point. I had all of my wealth, but as it grew older and colder, I understood that even that, even that most hollow of pleasures, I wouldn't be receiving that because I wasn't forgiven, because I didn't deserve to be forgiven, because I sat on the precipice with my friend and I pushed them off and. St- Instead of just letting the time pass so I could watch, I could have climbed down, I could have built a path, and instead of that, I... I pushed them all off. I pushed the old woman off. I didn't know who she was. I might have seen her a couple of times at the market. Was she good? Was she bad? Was she a clever storyteller? Was she a famous singer? Did she know how to make a good pie? Was she a negligent engineer? I I don't know! Heck, she might have been just a gambler or a drunk. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter who I killed. I still killed them. For no good reason. Other than those promises. Those damn promises I knew wouldn't come to bear. So, last day, I walked into town, okay? A lot of the buildings were smoking. At night, you could have seen them on fire. There was a lot of blood in the streets. So much red. So much red. They looked at me, the scavengers, and they wanted, they wanted to kill me. And not because of what I'd done, no. They had no knowledge of that. They wanted to kill me just because there was flesh on my bones. You know? That was it. And if the euphorities hadn't stepped in, if they hadn't killed all of those people and herded me off to the jail cell, I wouldn't be here. Even in finding protection in Oblivion, I inadvertently killed even more people. (laughs) And then I hit my head against the wall. I I don't know how many times. A hundred. a, A thousand. Eventually even the authorities didn't give a damn. They couldn't. Those who didn't run away stayed because of their orders, their promises. They stayed in their beds when the night came. They fell asleep, and in that sleep, the thing came. The thing which was forever red. Red. It was hungry, too. But even though it seemed the most monstrous at the face of it, when I first looked out my jail cell and saw them, even though it was, just by looks, the most horrible thing I'd ever seen, The real monster was still me. It didn't matter that the Red killed, what, seven people? One of them? That's it? Maybe they were already dead. The Red doesn't need the live body for it to feed. The people could have already died. Could have already died. And do you know why they died? I'll give you one guess. I'll give you one damn guess. One. Me. Of course it was me, because I did the damned deed. I saw my fellows sitting on the precipice, and I pushed them off. And I didn't... I didn't... So I hit my head against the wall again. The red noticed, and it cared for me. Because the red, despite its appearances, is a decent person, if it's a person at all. That thing which we think is so monstrous, that thing that we tie so inextricably to our Armageddon, is the best thing that I've ever met. I don't... I don't want you to come and rescue me. Don't do it. You don't need to. Please don't. A cold wind's blowing in from the east, and I need to feel it on my skin. I won't be forgiven. If there's any afterlife, I deserve hell. But... at least I'm alone. At least I can't kill anyone else.